for the second last time. Hello there, welcome. Hello everyone on KO. Thank you for watching. Everyone on the traditional podcast, thank you for listening. I've had a full night's sleep, Joel Kane and Sean Ormerod. So I'm dangerous. Good morning to you as we have just three, three games. It's a sad time of the year. It's a great time of the year. We've got the Caulfield Cup, the Everest. We've got the Melbourne Cup looming, Cox Plate, coal miner. This bloke here, you should see him. He's bouncing around. Before the show, he's usually a little bit glum. He's tired, hasn't had much of a sleep, complaining about the lack of sleep. He's pacing up and down. He was ready to start and boom. How are you, coal miner? By the way, when are we getting you back in person? Oh, mate, I, honestly, I would be back there um, in the within the hour if I could. But Gladys, we know she's got her own issues going on in her private life and her professional life, for that matter. But the borders are still shut, and I'm trying to avoid sitting in a hotel for, for two weeks. So if we can – I know she – Maybe her husband or her ex-husband, whoever it was, listens to the show. Can we can we just have a word to her, please? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm pro Gladys. I, I love Gladys. We all love. We yeah. all like Gladys. Yeah. But um, you know, well, anyway, that that is a decision to be made at another time. The um, by the way, isn't the U.S. election one of your biggest holds of the year? Yeah, oh, yeah, massive. Yeah, massive. And I've noticed that Trump kept going out and going out. But now he's come back in a little bit, mm. so that's uh, very interesting. People don't want to commit to Biden. I see on the on the he's warm favourite, but not overwhelming favourite. We have a dedicated a dedicated Trump hub, mm. so there's heaps of markets there. Like there's oh, a yes. stack of markets. I there. saw there. Would he do an interview on an Australian show? And uh, you know my best mate's Paul Murray, and he's yeah. fifty six bucks to be on Paul. I said, mate, come on. <laughs> Work on this. Work on yeah. this. Get your producer onto this because he he's spoken to Trump before. Yeah. Come on, we can make this. We happen. can make this happen. Just make it a two minute interview. It doesn't matter. Have you watched the Comey rule? Oh yeah, some of it. It's good. The guy who plays Trump is outstanding. Outstanding. He's got the mannerisms yeah. and the, um, I mean the hair and all that stuff. It's it's very. Don, he's, and he's an Irishman, isn't he, Don no, Gleeson? I think so. Have you yeah. seen it, Colminer? That that came No, rule? but I've heard I've heard good things about it. I'll have to uh, maybe in the off season I might get around it. Yeah, great show. Oh, boys, breaking news. Mm. Breaking news. There's been a relationship that's been rekindled. Mm. Myself and the punting gods, we're back. We're back. <laughs> we're back. I'll tell you what happened. Because so. you're talking about glum. Sean, have you ever seen anyone so glum over the last two weeks than this bloke? Because he couldn't pick a winner. Yeah. And oh, he I was. I was down and out, oh, wasn't he? because Newcastle led yeah. and then they collapsed and it's all about <laughs> we're me. Back. And I, I can't pick a winner. Anyway. Well, yeah, we're arm in arm this week. We're sending each other little uh, direct <laughs> messages, myself and the punning gods. We are back. And you know what happened? I backed, I had a little two leg multi. Yes. Raiders with the start into South Sydney to win between 13 and 18 points. Ooh. Now, they were well behind and. They just, you know, they can put points on in yes, a hurry. Yes. And they scored. They were in the bracket. They were in the 13 to 18 with uh, 15 to go. And I thought, oh, no, they've gone too early. Yep. So at that point, I'm then cheering on a Parramatta try because I feel like they've got another try in them. Parramatta get the try. But what was going to unravel all of this, right? Because at this stage, they led by eight. Parramatta scored the try. Then it's led by two. If Mitchell Moses kicks the goal, it's not good. Because now I've got to get from tied up at zero, basically, scratch, mm. to get me 13 to 18 points. He misses the goal, South score at the other end, and then right on the bell, Cook goes through, scores, and then I'm thinking, please leave Adam Reynolds on the field. Reynolds takes the kick, 
ka-ching, and the romance is back, ladies and so gentlemen, the punting picked, gods and I. You've picked, hang on, the, the finding moment of Parramatta season with Smith Moses hitting the post, and you've somehow turned this into your mm. re- rekindled love affair <laughs> Absolutely. with the punting gods. I mean, that yeah. is, that's classic AM radio. You're going to go great on SEN 1170. We're <laughs> making everything about you. Yeah, that's, absolutely. And, and you know, yeah. the other thing, Dan, it's not, about, it's not about me, it's about us. The, the podcast listeners... We've all dived into Buckhurst to win the Caulfield Cup. Tipped at 60 to 1, now $13. And we're also on Anthony Van Dyke for the Melbourne Cup. Okay. We don't want Anthony Van Dyke to win the uh, Caulfield Cup because we want it to be slashing home so it doesn't cop the weight penalty for the Melbourne Cup. Can I just, Shane, our producer, how long have we been, how long has this podcast been going? Five minutes, seven minutes? Uh, okay. Five to seven minutes. Right. <laughs> when am I going to get my respect? Yeah, My on. bracket is still going. Oh, yes. Six from six. And yeah. we're talking about Joel's 13 to 18. Mate, how many? Now, now Sean, I asked, um, did we find out, because we put these markets yeah. up and apparently people gobbled them up. Have we got many people on this bracket? Six from six with three games to go. No, I need to. Uh, I need to dive into the book and have a look. I forgot to do that during the week, but yeah, I can't believe you're alive, Dan. So, what's that? Yeah, six from six from six, three games to go. What was it? Fifty to one. Fifty. Fifty-one dollars. So I need. Pay it for I your need, door, for your loyal listeners. I'm going to text uh, Benny there in the trading floor and say, "Can we get the payout if Dan nails the?" Uh... I can't imagine. Honestly, it would be very big because I stumbled upon the market and we sort of said it. So we did the podcast on a Wednesday morning and the first game was on a Friday night and it was put up very late and very quickly and and, and we sort of didn't know when we were recording the podcast it was even going to be a market. So I can't imagine there's a huge amount on it. But good luck if you are. So what do we need? We need Penrith and Melbourne to win this week. I've already I've spent my whole week thinking about crushing options because mm. it's I've had 50 bucks in it. So yeah. 2500 and I will crush. But I've also got a Penrith. And I remember when we went over there, and I said, oh, that Penrith Canberra Cornella at 14 is a bit tasty. So I've had a little bit on that. Mm. So I've, I've done all my thinking. There are two options on the sport. This is where you can take sports bet to the cleaners. So, for instance, one of the options was Melbourne South. Yes. Right? Yep. You are offering $4.25 for the Quinella. Yes. But if you, if you put the two together as head-to-head, it's only $4.04. But conversely, mm-hmm. you are offering South Canberra, uh, Canberra South at $7.50 for the Quinella. That seems very nice. But when you put the head-to-heads, mm-hmm. I think it bumps up to seven seventy. So there's different ways. That you, and you've got the power play. Yes. So what I'm saying is just do a little shopping on the sports bet site. That's why I brought the whole thing up when you're doing, <laughs> you're doing those sorts of bets. So I've been on this Quinella for some time. Panthers taking on Melbourne. And mm. you rely on them to get on the other sides of the draw, which has happened. Yeah, that's the hardest part. Yeah, so I'm in the box seat. So what do you, how do you play that? Do you just let it ride or hopefully get Melbourne through. I think you let the first game through. And then back the bunnies. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you let the first, that, that was going to be my... Okay. If I didn't have Penrith Canberra as a, as a backup Quinella, I was going to let the first game go through, Melbourne Canberra, see what happens, and then crush on the other side of gotcha. that. Gotcha. So yep. that's... Uh, but it's fun. Yeah. It's fun when you start doing your maths and your workout. It is well, That's going to be 600. That's going to be 700. <laughs> okay, boys, I'm going to ask you this question. I believe every single team left has a legitimate case to win this comp. Yes. Are you guys prepared to put a red pen through any team left? I'm not. No. No, I'm certainly not. And I think the the, the betting sort of suggests that as well. What are they? There's two $7 shops. They're by far, uh, far and away um, well in this um, competition race. Um, and, and it's funny that the two teams with the with the week off, it's, they certainly need it. You know, you've got Storm 
um, with a, an injury played over Munster. Mm. Um, that week off would have been huge for him, but he's still limping in. And then Penrith, they had it as well, but they were without kick out. So usually those teams with the with the week off get that the gun run and they're, and they're in the box seat. But it's not the case um, in both games this week. And I think both outsiders they're they're up to their up to their reason at this week. All right, time to do this. Now I'm going to book in this, gents, because I got three. Okay, I got three this yeah. week. Okay, so uh, I'll start and I'll finish it off. You did have a good sleep last night, didn't you? Yeah, I, but no, I worked it out. If you put it on notes yeah. on your iPhone, so this one I wrote down last week. So last Wednesday, the Australian women's cricket team um, won twenty their twenty first in a row. Wonderful achievement. But the news report that I saw was, and the Australian women's team joined Ricky Ponting's uh, uh, the greatest uh, uh, the, the greatest Australian cricket winning streak has been equaled twenty one in a row. Now. It's wonderful that uh, the Australian women have won 21 in a row. But how dare you compare it to Ricky Ponting's 21 in a row? They're different sports. Yeah. Okay, it's, I'm sorry, but Australia beating the pants off New Zealand's women is not the same as Ricky Ponting's men beating, going through a World Cup and winning. Well, all of us, hang on, why is, if the Australian cricket team, if all of a sudden the women's records are equal to the men's records, they're different sports. Okay. They're different sports. All of us, if that's the case, then then the greatest women, the greatest tennis player of all time is Margaret Court because mm. she's won twenty four slams. Roger and Rafa have only won twenty. Okay, Dylan Orcott won his eleventh Grand Slam. Do we see the You're same? You're not going as, back to Dylan no, again. No, I'm are you? saying he won it, and well done to him. <laughs> but now, if everything's all equal, is his eleven the same as Rod Laver's eleven? You know, it's and and you if you say that the Australian women's cricket team is not the equal of Ricky Ponting's. You're a sexist pig. Mm. They're different sports. Women's cricket is one sport. Men's cricket is another sport. Don't compare the two. Uh, you want to go, Cole Miner? Yeah, I'll go. And uh, I'm, I'm glad uh, Dan brought it up just before we uh, jumped on air here. The um, If uh, anyone was was lucky enough or unlu- unlucky enough to see the uh, the Everest uh, barrier draw last night, I'm going straight to the top here. Peter Volandi's he's done he's done wonders for rugby league this year, and I can only assume um, it, it was so absurd. I can only assume the idea to to have it on top of the of the Westfield Centrepoint Tower, whatever it's called these days. Uh, must have been his idea. It was so absurd. I've got to defend well, Volandi's on this score. All the news is the Channel 9 news and the Channel 7 news did live crosses at 6 o'clock because it was Centre Point Tower. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I I understand the mentality. But, yeah, I was flicking around. And Greg Radley, who I tell you what, he carried the broadcast. Thank God they had Greg Radley because he's a pro. So they're on Centre Point Tower. And the way it's shot, (laughs) they had a camera over Radley's head pointing straight down to a desk. It was like... You've got all this beautiful Sydney. You can't see any of it. <laughs> and these poor old buggers were, were coming up. They're, they're, they're chained to the uh, the walkway protector and they're shuffling up <laughs> and they're hitting a button yeah. like it's a game show. And clearly the button has nothing to do with the barrier draw. Someone else is hitting a computer. Right. Right. And it's some random number <laughs> generator. Yeah. And, 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 and the first one hits the button and eventually the, the thing stops. 
Radley can't see it. No one on centre point can see it. So whoever whoever gets it gets barrier seven. Right. right? Radley goes, we can't see it. We've got to do it again. Anyway, they get barrier one. But then Radley again says... Well, we can't see it up here. We're going to have to reset this machine. No. This is all going live to air. Centre point and the rest of Sydney's out there. You can't see it. You're just watching them, you know, fumble on a desk. Anyway, I watched it for half an hour, so it must have been compelling to What, that bad that's, it was good, the was it? But then, that's but then, that's, but that's then why the... you know it was Peter Vlandis, because I got, I got sucked in and I watched the yeah. whole thing. But, yeah, the, the old blokes, it was like they just grabbed <laughs> 10 blokes off um, off the Sydney bridge climb. They were there in there. Yeah. in their overalls and they yeah. said, come on, no, we need you. Two two for one. You can go up the centre point there as well. Oh, and hit no. a big red button. It was a, it was a fast, but I enjoyed every minute. It was, it was brilliant. Anyway, well done everyone involved because I watched, I had no, I was just flicking around and I just saw lo, uh, the Trek, Everest Trek. I thought I'll have a look at this. Anyway, so well done. Oh, me. Okay, me to go. Uh, what well, do you want me to do my second one? No, I'm ready to go. Okay. This is to my colleague at SEN, right? Jimmy Smith. Now, as we mentioned last week, I was in a hurry. We had the promo shoot, had to get out there. And we had a car spot for each of us with our names on the thing. So I'm already late, right? So I'm rushing around. I go through to the car park and I'm looking for my name. And I can't find my name. There's Voss, there's Matty Johns, there's all these names, Brian Fletcher, uh, et cetera. And I can't find mine. I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm not a big name like those blokes. They've clearly forgotten my space. So I'm already late, right? And I'm looking around and I can't find a car spot. And I realise that, okay, well, Fletch is already there, but he's not in his space. So I give the courtesy and I go, Fletch, are you there? He said, mate, I'm already here. I said, can I take your car spot? He said, yeah, mate, I've parked on the street. Take it. Right. So as I've done that, I'm walking to the elevator Mm. and I see my name. My name with a car in front of it. Yes. And I recognise the car. Yes. And the car is James Francis Critchley Smith, Jimmy Smith, who's just parked in my spot. Now, I had the uh, the kindness and the care to ring Brian to say, could I please have your spot if you're not using it? Whereas James Francis Critchley Smith, he just, nah, that's Joel's spot. I'm going to take that spot and go upstairs with no regard, no call, whatever else, playing rude. I hate that behaviour. And also a special shout-out too, by the way, I was leaving the entertainment quarter, right? And as you know, it's a log jam after the Raiders Roosters game. Keep talking, Joel, because I'm going to hammer you as soon as you're yeah, done here. It's a log. It's a log jam, right? So, as you need to be able to get out of your spot, right? So everyone's trying to get out. So the typical rule is that let one person in, go through. You're, it's just what you do. This lady, was, it was like being in a Dodgem cars. She refused to let anyone out. She was pushing up, but then of course there was a rooster sticker on the back, wasn't there, Dan? She was clearly very agitated by the fact they got beaten. But to you, Mrs. Dodgem cars, no, it's no cool. Okay, hammer me. The whole purpose of that was so you could tell the world that you are worthy of getting your own car spot. No, it wasn't yes, worthy of that. It was. Yeah. No, I, it was I, I, I've reached a status no, of not. where I have a name, my name <laughs> on a car no, spot. No, no, no. That's no. exactly what it's, it was. No, Cole Body, you would say that. No, it's not that. It's the fact that it was very, very rude. Very, very rude. Would, th- you, would you just take someone's spot? Yes. You would? If I knew them. So if somebody if somebody steals your spot, whether your name's on it, whether your ticket's on it, whatever, are you you're just like, allow, you're allowed to go and steal someone else's spot? No, if I know you, if I if we're all in the group thing, I'm just it's every man for himself. So you're not even telling me, mate, my spot was taken, so I've stolen yours, you steal someone else's? No. No, yeah, that's typical of you as well. <laughs> 
Okay. Now, I've got two left. The first one you're all going to... The, the third one, the last one is going to offend a lot of people. <laughs> oh, no. But this one. Did you, did you read Buzz's column on Sunday, the story of the bloke purporting to be the real Sam Burgess? Oh, yep. Right. And... Fitness trainer or something, wasn't he? Well, this bloke... What is it about personal trainers? Mm. The most narcissistic people we have in our society, right? Personal trainer. The douchebag to non-douchebag ratio, I think, would be at its <laughs> highest when it comes to personal trainers. Yes. Right? This bloke, first, like, just using Sam Burgess's situation, which is obviously quite distressing and disturbing, as a chance to promote his little business, mm. and then going on about, well... A lot of people sliding into my DMs thinking I'm the, I can see how Sam got into trouble. Piss off, mate. The bloke's got enough trouble. He doesn't need you pumping up your little pathetic business, okay, okay be, uh, using him as a little launch pad. Piss off. Another, oh, I would say 80% of personal trainers are absolute dicks. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. 20% are really good. Yeah. I had one. At Bondi, right? This is when I was actually particularly fat, and I thought I'm I'm in desperate trouble here. So I went for those who don't know the weight loss. How many kilos are you away from your absolute peak? Forty, but this was in the previous time. This is when I was about twenty away. Right, but uh, by the way, personal trainers eighty dollars for forty five minutes work. What for? So you can uh, honestly, I I I lost all my weight without a personal trainer. Mm. They have a benefit, but you know. Eighty dollars for forty-five minutes. Why is it forty-five minutes? Because they need the fifteen minutes for special time at the end of the hour to count their money. <laughs> Where was I going? Oh no, no, the, the one I had. So he was great for a while, but then Larry Emder joined him up. So I just got complete. I, I, I then had to move all my times because he had to go and he had to go and service Larry Emder. Is that right? Yeah, you so got brushed. I got completely brushed. But mm. then also I found out the great thing about the personal trainer. Right, is you basically they're a sounding board. You just you just whinge about everyone because yeah. you think, oh well, this is a little. He was telling people my secrets. So oh. people, people in the industry, I was bagging. All yeah. of a sudden, I was discovering. Yeah, no good. Um, here we go. Now we're all very Ooh. sad that Winks lost its foal. Oh jeez. Where we are, but a press release. It's a. F- Horse, okay. How many horses lose a foal? But this whole uh, mate, Winks, a press release has put out that Winks has lost its foal and it's distressed and it's and I, and I, I get all that that it is distressed and you know animal or human you know you lose a baby it's it's horrible. But then all these people, all these people, oh we we're feeling so much. All the we, we, we feel so oh devastated for Winks. I'll say it again, it's a. F- Horse. <laughs> okay, it's been. It, you know, it, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Please put the beeps in. Please put the beeps in. But one more time, it's a f- horse. <laughs> and now we're gonna. What are we gonna have a minute of silence at the Everest for Winx's foal? I mean, I'll tell you who I feel sorry for. Whoever paid the breeding fees, I feel sorry for that person. That person deserves a press release and a GoFundMe page. Please can I have my $200,000 back? But anyway, I, just, I couldn't... It's not like I was glad that Wings lost its fold, but the, the apps... Of all the problems we have in the world right now, 
right? <laughs> Bloody Sean can't get out of Victoria. He's been stuck yeah. in Victoria for six months, right? People are seriously dying and... and and I love I love animals. Right? I get more sad on the news for an animal cruelty story than I do for for a murder. Right, I really do. <laughs> I, I, like the animal cruelty one's the one that'll touch me. I'm pro animal. I'm pro dog. I'm pro cat. I'm pro horse. But a press release. I mean, the the height of these people. You've made so much money off this horse, but to think that you are worthy of putting out press releases. And, and, and garnering the sympathy of the Australian public. And, Dan, at the end of the day, what is it? It's a... It's a horse. It's a horse. <laughs> it's I've a bought, horse. Okay, oh, hello. Okay, here we go. Hello, broadcast. It's not It's not the Winks. Oh, look at this. <laughs> I hope he's not an animal activist, Gordy, because you're in big trouble, Dan. This is the house of Gordon Tallis. This is unbelievable. Gordon Tallis, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How are we going? Do you know you do so many crosses from that uh, that room, you could start yeah. charging Fox or, or at least the taxman rent. I mean, honestly, it is your now. It is your place. That wallpaper should be being paid for by the Australian taxpayer. <laughs> it probably was at the time. Mate, I, I love Gordy, but we haven't been together all year. We used to work Sundays oh. together. The poor bastard can't come down to Sydney, so I miss working with you, mate. Yeah, same here, Dan. It, it's It's sort of been a real unusual year, and... Believe it or not, I really enjoyed, like, at times jumping on the planes all the time. You get really tired, but, yeah. um, you know, you just find it strange not going and catching up with the mates and going to the game live. You just realise how much you miss the game. Yeah. Hey, Gordy, we need to know about this uh, black card. Is it true, the, the Maccas card? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's not black. It's actually maroon. Uh, it's, uh, it is a Maccas gold card, believe it or not. Wow. Yes, I do have a McDonald's gold card, but... It wasn't just sent to me. It was because um, I do a fair bit of work for Ronald McDonald House. Uh-huh. So uh, we raise a bit of money. So it's not just here because you're Gordon Tallis. It's right. pretty much working for the charity. Um, and we've raised a hell of a lot of money for all those sick kids. So there is some lurks and perks that go on the side. No, no. Waistline. And that's great. Uh, uh, but that, that it's for that reason, Gordy. But it's we were fascinated with the idea that the gold card exists. So what? Yeah. can you just walk up to any McDonald's in Queensland yeah. or Australia yeah. and say, load me up. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, look, uh, look, there is a limit. I couldn't take 30 guys there, but it's strange because my two older boys, they're 15 and 16, and everybody's got a credit card these days. Everybody lives in debt. They're not impressed with the credit card and the limit. They're <laughs> impressed with this Macca's card. Yeah. So <laughs> yes. it's got a Macca's gold card. So, yeah, but, uh, hey, but it is good fun. And, yes, I do use it probably three or four times a week. As you should. Hey, well, you go- don't look like it. You look fit, actually, brother. No, I'm sitting three metres away from the camera here, Dan. Yeah, you've got good lighting. You've obviously got the light straight <laughs> yeah, over got, your head pointing down. Yeah, i got the window open. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Gordy, forever and ever you'll be a Clive Churchill medalist. I just think that is unbelievable. A, to grow up as a kid wanting to win a grand final, you do that. And then... yeah. To be the best on Still the field. Tony Carroll. Well, particularly when Tony Carroll was the best player in that game. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know. Listen, I knew it was coming. Do you know what? I don't want to bag the people who select it because they were always the Australian selectors. But I thought when Brett Kamali won it, Tara Nickow was the best player. Andrew Johns won it. I thought Ben Kennedy was fantastic. He was. Brad McKay won it in a losing grand final. And I thought that uh, Kevin Walters was the best player on um, <coughs> on the park that day. Uh, who won it when, I think, Royce Simmons, Bradley Clyde, when they should have yes. given it to Royce Simmons. Yeah. 
Well, for Greg sure. Alexander, so, Brandy. Anyway, anyway Brandy, yeah, but you're right. So, it is, but it is subjective. And Gordy was great yeah. that day. But Tony, we always bag, you know, make have fun because Tony Carroll did some brilliant things. But absolutely. Um, Don't worry, Tony tells me every day too. Where is the Clive Churchill Medal? Um, it's in one of the drawers. It's um. <laughs> so Gordy, I'm not big on hand. But you know, I did try the grand final rings on yeah. for the first time the other day because. Um, I put on so much weight when I retired, I couldn't believe that you put weight on in your fingers. I've <laughs> yeah, even gone up a shoe size. Yeah. That's how much weight I put on. I've gone up a shoe size. So I had to get the rings um, um, recut. And I think I'm at that age now where um, I think it's okay if you went to a grand final that you could wear a grand final ring. I thought it would have been a bit of rubbing it in your face early, but now I've been retired for 17 or 18 years. I think it's time to don them. No, I think, I think um, it's... Firstly, I didn't know you had a grand final ring. I thought it was medals during the Gordy days. But you're right. When we go and yeah. do those outside broadcasts and Steve Jackson walks up and he's got a ring on yeah. or Jamie South, it's exactly – it's like I'm not comparing Anzac Day to the grand final. Everyone, Anzac Days are much more important. But it is like, you know, people brandish their Anzac medals on that day. Yep. Yep. I think they should do that every day, by the way. But yeah. um, I think you should be telling – you know, I think if you've served this country, you should be – you know, it, it should be one of those things. You, but apparently, people get rolled, and mm. you know, it, it, it yeah, actually yeah. becomes a dangerous exercise. But Gordy, I didn't know you had a ring. Where, how, I, I thought they had yeah. out medals in '98 and 2000. I reckon in '90 uh, Super League we didn't get one, um, but the ARL probably started them in '97 because all those Newcastle boys uh, got a ring, and in '98 was our first uh, premiership when it come back together. Um, and we got a ring uh, that year in in 2000. So I've got a couple. And the Hall of Fame ring, that's actually really nice as well. So um, that's that looks like an ice skating ring, uh, the Hall of Fame ring. So they probably won't come on, but <laughs> the grand final rings for sure. Hey, Gordy, uh, I've gone through the Clive Churchill medal winners and pretty much all of them had played in a grand final before. And you'd played in that Super League grand yeah. final in 1997. Do you think it's a huge gift uh, having been there before and therefore should the punters be looking again to a player who has already played in a grand final? Yeah, look, no, no doubt if you've been there before, um, you know how to, um, I think, um, prepare. When I talk about my grand finals, I always say the first one I played in was 93 for the Dragons. Mm. And I remember Tina Turner there. I remember all the things that was happening around the game. Mm. I didn't really focus on the game. The other grand finals I ever played in, I could not tell you who was there, what was happening, who was the halftime entertainment, full-time entertainment. I don't know because I was so focused mm. on the game. So yeah. you've got to learn on the run. I think the first time they tell you to enjoy it, but I, re- but I remember what I had for breakfast the first time. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, in the second and third one, when you're sitting there, you don't eat. And I just knew that the prize was, you know, doing a lap of honour, you know, doing that extra 400-metre walk. Have you got a tip for a Clive Churchill medalist or, or a premiership winner for that matter, Gordy? I think Penrith, they're just young and they're riding that wave. Um, I reckon it'll be Billy Army Kickout. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're looking at him. He's, yeah. uh, what were the odds? Uh, like Glenn Stewart, you know, not not playing in the lead up to the grand final. He's had that week off, and well, Latrell Mitchell yeah. did a similar thing as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. he. We're going to talk about that later, aren't we? Yes. Our, our ruffy. But, but I've got a question for Gordy as we say farewell. And Gordy, fa- thank you for joining us, by the way, Gordy. Can You're we right, sort, anytime, can guys. we sort him out? I know he's got an affiliation with another bookmaker. Yeah, 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 but he'll, we, be, he'll be sorted. We can sort him out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no. please, can you show us the Macca's card now? Cover up your barcode oh. or whatever it is. But can we? We actually want to see. 
What a Mac is. Can I my... walk away from the screen for of a Of course second? you can. Of course. This is a right. podcast. I'll go grab. Okay. There he is, Gordon Tallis. One of the greats. Is that, know, is that his professional backdrop, is it? It is. Every time he does the Matty John show. Yeah. And I think that's fresh wallpaper. I think it was a plain wall. And right. then all of a sudden, the wallpaper kept uh, showing up. By the oh, way, here he is. You know, that uh, was quick. There oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how good is that? that, that. Is, <laughs> it's good to be oh. the king. Hey, Gordy, I'll tell you, you should and have a card. really important, too. Yeah, no, that, no, that, no, that. No, take the number away, <laughs> Jesus! That's when people can start to rip that you off. Medicare. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, Gordy, who needs a gold card? It's yours truly. My car, when it sees those golden arches, puts the blinkers on itself. It's been there that many times. <laughs> but how, but like, how good is it? Oh, it's great. You can't beat a McDonald's. What's your go-to meal? Yeah, oh, I'm a quarter pounder meal deal, mm. large. Yeah, with a Coke Zero because you need that balance. Exactly. Mm. Um, exactly. And if I'm really yeah. hungry, you get the nuggets with the sweet and sour sauce on the side. Do you ever put the chips on the quarter pounder? Sometimes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How good. That's a good <laughs> And I've only just turned to eating the pickles. I always used to pull the pickles off. Oh, oh. The pickles are the best part. You well, sim- now, but Dan, come on, mate. I'm a little simple kid from town. Oh, I do you know why the pickles are on there? Um, it does. That, it, it, I bet it's to do with it. it Otherwise, it'd be called confectionery if it wasn't. Yeah, it needs to be a salad. So, so, yeah. so for, yeah. you know, the, the Big Mac, you don't oh. need it because it's got the lettuce and stuff on it. Well, but that's why the Big Mac. Wow. Well, that's why the Big Mac has sesames on the bread. Otherwise, the bread would be considered confectionery. Ah, there There's you so go. much sugar there in you it. Go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Gordy, we love you, brother. I hope I get to love see you before the end guys. of the year. Thanks, mate. All right. See you, boys. See you, Gordy. Tell us. You know, so I do this called Goodbye, right? Mm. Which I'm going to retire, by yeah. the way, soon. Are you going to retire? Oh, I think it's I've, it's been done. At, Gordy's the reason I did it. Really? Because I did it once and he got excited, so I did it again and he got really excited. No, nah, you can't quit on that. Nah, it's a bit bit, a bit overkill. But anyway, I just wanted to say Gordy's the – blame him for those that um, – Nah, you're listening to the haters, Dan. Just keep – that's no, your thing. No, no, thing. I'm not getting haters. No, uh, no, I'm just feeling it's oh, – prob- I'm, I'm probably doing it too much. Yeah, you can be doing it too much. Yes. But, but don't put it away. Oh, no, there's no haters saying don't do it. No, but just keep it. Just limit it. Okay. I, I, I can feel when you're going to do it, and yeah. I love it. Yeah. All right. Sean. He's saying goodbye to goodbye. There he is, Sean. <laughs> hey, what a champion, Gordon Taylor. He didn't have to do that, Gordy. He's got a million things on, but uh, how good's the Macca's gold? But the Macca's gold car. Mm. I love these musings on yeah. I love these musings on what he orders from Macca's. That was that was quality. We've all got uh, our Macca's. We, we've all got. Yeah, our, yeah. I mean, we're in the Gus Gould areas there. Mm. Uh, <laughs> by, by the way, we've got to get to Gus has addressed your concern. I don't know if we're going to do that here. What plural gate? We'll do. We're going to do it later. Plural gate. Plural he has gate. addressed it, and, and as expected, he's playing all <laughs> you poor sods off a break. But we're going to we're going to start looking at, ahead at uh, some footy. We're taking a break first. We're going straight to the first game. Is what Shane Galt, our producer, six to me. go. Play on, he says. Melbourne versus Canberra. Ooh. Odds are very similar for both these games. This is at Suncorp Stadium. Thirty nine thousand is the capacity. Storm a dollar forty seven. Canberra two seventy five, and the uh, you see the money split down the middle, and Bill Simmons calls something the Vegas zone when the start is in sort of the zone where clearly the bookies couldn't decide it, mm. and I think we're in the Vegas zone here minus six point oh. To me, Sean, that says we don't know. You tell us the punter because uh, we see there or the storm. 79%. Isn't that interesting? Mm. So, Sean, so the, they're, they're getting 49% of the head-to-head, but yet the start, where they're giving away six, 
Yes, at the better odds at a dollar ninety, they're getting four fifths of the money. That's a very interesting trend. It is, and it's it's flat Stanley's um, time to shine. Uh, you know, finals, <laughs> finals footy. But we don't want to give away that half point. And I know you love that that six and a half number. We don't want to give it away. Um, and yeah, the other game is, is the exact same. It's a bit of a copy and paste prelim final. Not too sure. So we're going to give away a converted try. Um, yeah, it's it's funny. We have seen though, and you know, some blowouts um, already in this final series. So I think that's what is on the is on the punters' minds when you see that skew towards the minus, even though the head to head is split down the. Split down the middle. Not surprising that that the Raiders have seen a lot of support to to win the game at that price, especially as well. Your thoughts, Joel, uh, on the odds? I that that would be about right to me, but it would suggest that um, punters aren't certain about Melbourne. Melbourne nineteen in a row in Queensland. Mm. They've lost one game at SunCorp in nine years. Yet the fact they're only two to one on essentially dollar forty seven suggests that. They're very wary of these Raiders. Yeah, uh, I'm heavily invested on the Melbourne Storm to win this comp, have been for for months. Mm. I'm also very nervous. But they're the better team. They are just put simply the better team. They're playing on the home soil, which has been the case for this year. Canberra, the form line is still a little bit sketchy. They they beat Cronulla, and it was a bit of a battle. And they beat the Roosters. And look, the Roosters, we don't really know where they're at with their form. So I'm... Camp Melbourne Storm, their forwards, Nelson Asofa Solomona, Tino, Cameron Smith, he's flying, Pappenhausen. The big key for me is multiple choice Munster. Every time he goes to the line, he's got three options, and every time he makes the right play. I was concerned about his injury. Did you see the footage? Uh, uh, NRL Roast showed it uh, during the week. Uh, Nico Hines versus Munster in their ping pong championship. Yeah. Uh, Cooper mm-hmm. Johns was quite funny with the Rocky music, and he's holding up the pads, and it was very, very funny. Uh, if Munster's good to go... Which I believe he is. Are you saying because he's playing ping pong during the week, he must be good to go? You've got to jump around on your knee. I I like that theory. Yes, I think think he's good to go. And and he's the key. And you know what else, too? I'm going to give you a roughie for the the Clive Churchill shortly, but Mm. my actual pick... Couldn't might just be uh, Cameron Munster. Like, yeah, I'm on him. He had a shocker last grand final. Remember they played the Roosters? He had a shocker. <coughs> well, Munster, so, so, he, he won't do that again. So you say he had a shocker and everyone thinks he had a shocker. I thought he was the, the, trying the hardest yeah, out of every Melbourne Storm player. Agree with that. Think they, they were blasted out of the 18-0, weren't they? They mm, were down. Yep. And he was the one really trying things. He yep, was stepping agree. on blokes' heads. And he was doing silly things, but you could see why he was doing He was trying to turn the momentum around. Did you call his last game, Storm and uh, who they play in the prelim? He just picked them apart. Everyone was talking up Pappenhausen, who had a blinder. But, mate, he, Munster was just out of this world. Are you talking last week? Their last game. Against Parramatta? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. He was phenomenal. Um, well, they, yeah. They, well, uh, and that's why I think Queensland, whatever he's in that team, mm. Queensland's got a chance. Absolutely. Uh, all right, so... Um, so you're very warm on, on Melbourne Storm. Also warm on the unders, Dan. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Uh, because if I, I'm just trying to bring this up now. That's why I'm... Uh, I've got it here. ...squirrelling away. What have you got The there? last five games that they've played... Thank you. 34, 28, 22, 40, 32. Uh, I know it's skewing high this year with the final series, but these are two teams who know how to defend. 20 to 14, yep. 22, 6, 12, 10, 22, 18, 22, 10. So that... that confirms your point. But the thing that and the other thing that stands out for me, how close all these games are. Twenty to fourteen, 
Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Now, 22-6 Canberra, that was when we came back from uh, resumption. Yes. That was the resumption from COVID. And, and that, oh, I think I called that game, got away from Melbourne at the end. I think Canberra scored a couple late. They were clearly the dominant team, but... I'm considering that a close game, 12-10, 22-18. That's why, to me, Canberra plus six, I think, presents a lot of value because I can see Melbourne hanging on here just with the class of Smith and Munster that if it, if it comes down to a big play, they might have all the answers. But, geez, six can points I, is a big start for this game. Can I give you a tip in this game? Mm. Number 19, Paul Momorowski will be the centre. Brinko, he will not go with Brinko Lee. Mate, Brinko Lee could be in the Queensland team. He will not go with Brinko Lee. Momorovsky is the is the superior player, okay. and I'll be shocked. That's been their problem all year. Their one problem in the Melbourne Storm has been the right centre position. Yep. I'll be shocked if Brinko Lee is in that team ahead of Paul Momorovsky. What do you think, Cole Warner? Oh, he, he rested Brinko Lee three weeks ago. So I think if they were going to make that change, they would have done it a long time ago. And I mean, everyone knows I'm no Brinko fan, but I think he's... I think Bellamy set it on this team. That's what he's what he's going to go with. It's interesting you mentioned um, the Raiders' uh, form line coming to this being somewhat weak. But uh, looking through the last sort of five or six games that the Storm have played as well, it's not your usual run into the final series or, or even early finals games that we've come to expect in recent years. It's the Storms run ins dabbled with with average teams that they played. They got Parramatta in week one. Mm. In hindsight, that was a, a, an easy easy picking for them. So. I'm not. I'm not as as confident on the storm as as you are, Shulgin. I just I look across these two teams, and I'm people call me the Raider hater. I'm very seldom um, with them, but they match up so well against this Melbourne Storm team. Obviously, Storm have got the um, have got the the chocolates at, at number nine, but outside of that, it's very very even. And if you look at Jack Whiten, once again, I'm not his biggest fan, but he's absolutely flying. Papali is by far and away the best forward in the world. He just his game last week was was unbelievable, and I, I agree, Dan. I think um, six points is a is a lot of start, and I actually yeah. like the head to head as well. Um, you touched on the, the total looks very big. I agree there as well. Yeah. I know it's it's new new rules, and the first six games have been high scoring, but we haven't seen that in the regular season. And I think you know in a prelim do or die game. I think we're going to revert back to the the safety first mentality, and it should be should be low scoring. Yeah, weather doesn't favour that, but uh, twenty seven on Friday in in Brisbane and clear. But um, uh, I'm with you as well. So Canberra and the under for me. Canberra with the start and the under for me. What about you, Joel Kane? Uh, storm, storm to cover and the under. I do have a theory for the prelim and the grand final, that if a team breaks, it becomes a big margin. They so it becomes hard. a real it becomes a real celebration for the team winning mm. and the team losing just completely goes to water. I just don't see that happen. I see it happening in the next game. I don't see it happening in this game. I, I, I'd see this one going the distance. So uh, great game. Um, but um, great week, Dan, coming up, isn't it? Yeah. It's a great week. Absolute great week. All right. Let's take a break. We've got more topics to cover here. As we repeat, Winks, it's just a horse. <laughs> oh, Get him on side. Samo keeping the sock slide. This is it. Come on, Slippery. On the runway. Slides. It's big. It's a new world record. Somebody stop her. She'll slide out the stadium. That make it look easy moment was brought to you by Sportsbet's NRL Same Game Multi. 
combine your favourite markets, like the Panthers to win, in a Crichton and Tedesco to score, and you'll get bigger odds. If it's an NRL same-game multi, it's Sportsbet. All right, those ads are very good. Oh, outstanding. We, we, you know, we come up with, well, we, it's nothing to do with us, but uh, whoever does those does a very good job. Sportsbet win all these YouTube awards. And, yeah. Oh, mate, they're Because the thing very is clever. with those ads, right, mm. you could watch them a hundred times, and often you have to watch them a hundred times because they're repeated over and over, and they're actually, they're, they're very, they're, the hundredth time is not a punish. Do you know who the brains behind all of it is? Don't say Wally and Hammy will never hear the bloody end of it. <laughs> Sean the Trader. <laughs> what? Sean the Trader comes up with these ideas. <laughs> Date your minor. What about Dan with the subtle we? We there, I like that, Dan. We're, you know, there's no iron team, but it's good. <laughs> well, hang on, how dare you? Is he really responsible? No. Well, oh, no, he's happy to take credit for it, but I'm I'm we. Yeah. I'm doing the we stuff, and he's happy to take credit no, for those clever. award-winning ads. Yeah. Um, good. Now, uh, we have to address something here on the Sportsbird Get Him On Side mm. podcast, mm. and we're calling it Plural Gate. <laughs> Sean took the bait last week. Yeah, you're angry at Gus. No, 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 no. Orn, we're dropping the S's. It's, uh, it's Orn, not Sean. Orn Ormerod. Yeah, Orn Ormerod. Okay, so so, so Gus, Gus Gould has been doing this thing on Twitter where, for whatever reason, he's dropped the plural. Mm. So rabbit v eel, panther v raider. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it, it entertains him. And Sean took the bait and blew up last week, right? And I, what did I say? It's Gus just playing all you blokes, poor blokes, off a break. Agitating, antagonising. And he's just got... He's just yeah. having fun. He's just having fun. Yep. Well, Gus apparently on uh, what was 100% footy on Channel 9, this is the best show mm. that no one watches. And mm. on, that, that is a compliment, I promise you, because it's sometimes on jam, it's sometimes late at night. This is a great show. I agree with that, and it's the time slot, isn't it? No, 100%. They yeah. haven't worked it out, but it, it is a very... I I always forget it's on, yep. but every time I flick and it's on. Anyway, this is what Gus had to say. And I've noticed on Gus's Twitter that a lot of S's have disappeared off teams' names, and I'm very curious about it. Crept the, into his commentary now. The too. rooster, mm. the rabbit. We've lost the plural. I've been asked the same questions by multiple this, people. I'm getting why. These this days. is why. Fasc- to me, it's fascinating. Is Gus, there a reason? Yeah. And just like he does on social media, you're going to get nothing in reply. <laughs> I hadn't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Look how he's just playing you poor buggers off a break. Yeah. He's too good. Oh, he's, he's the best. Good. He's the he's best. He's way too good. <laughs> Rabbit Rab- outplayed. I'm so angry. I'm why does, so it, why does it agitate myself? you? <laughs> why does it agitate you? Well, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm more, I'm more angry than being angry at that, that I've just fallen into this <laughs> trap and I haven't seen it. But I've but I've had to – I said last week, I've had to sack him on, on Twitter because it just infuri- infuriates me. But now people are tagging me in Gus tweets and even Channel 9 yeah. have started dropping the S as well. And I follow them. So I can't get away from it. But what about that smug – that smug look on his face at the end there. He's Too got good. one of He's the smuggest faces. He's brilliant. Too good. He's got me hook, line and sinker. Get him on site for your own. Yeah, Sportsbet have sponsored a, a concept called Million Dollar Fish, I think it's called. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, there's a fish out there worth a million dollars, I think. And, and you're the million dollar fish. He's caught you, Shawnee. He's just got yeah. you on the bait. He's wound you in. Is he doing that in commentary? No, Is he actually doing it in commentary? Rabbit. I don't know. If that, that would that that would genuinely piss people off. If he's too, like, like that one, that's one where oh, that's a that's ballsy. If he's doing it in commentary as well, but anyway, well played, Gus. Um, I think one of the best markets you've got up, Joel and Sean, mm. of all the exotics, and I think it's the Churchill, the early Churchill yeah. market. Now I was 
lucky enough or, or smart enough, whatever you want, of, of starting to squirrel away bets early. So I've got um, Whiten at thirty-four dollars. I've mm-hmm. got Munster at thirteen. I've got Coruscant at seventeen. Right. So it's one of those things you got to try and pick if the team's going to make it. But you know, little 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 bit bets during the last few weeks. But I'm still seeing even with only four teams left. Jeez, there's a lot of value out there for people um, if they think their team can get into the grand final. Well, this is the time to strike, Cole Miner, isn't it? If you think your team can be there, this is the time to get the price. Is there a roughie that you found, a jewel in the rough, so to speak, Cole Miner? Yeah, I like the look of, uh, of Kikia. We had Gordy on um, on earlier, and he likes it as well. Uh, $41 for, for Kikia seems huge. I'm not sure it's the fact that he's not playing this week. He might have been, you know, he's at the back of people's minds, but... They're a dollar forty-seven, um, obviously this week to to beat South. That that suggests he's he's going to be around twenty-six, twenty-seven dollars. Should should they mm. win, and he's by far he's not going to be anywhere near that. No. I think he'll be close to the mid teams. When you look through that that side, um, there's some clear standouts. Um, he's one of them. He ticks all the boxes to win a medal. He does the things that that stand out, and he can he can score a try as well. So if they if they get through um, this week, with their short odds on to do. Um, he's not going to be as big as what this price suggests. So I'd, I'd get on now, particularly if you like yeah, Penrith, obviously. Well, see, so Nathan Clear is the favourite at $5. I wouldn't touch that. No way. At $5, you need so many things to go right. No for way. Cam Smith at 8, mm. Munster at 9, Coruscant 15, White and 5th. This is the current market. White and Pappenhausen 15, Cody Walker 17. Whoa. I, I, funnily enough, I actually think, even though I'm not on it, I think that's good odds. Luai, 23, Reynolds, 26, George Williams, 26, uh, and, and the list goes on. You've spotted something. You were first onto this. Mm. I, I am with you all the way on your roughie. Yeah, I, I think if the Rabbitohs win this, or Rabbit wins this, right, <laughs> I just think this bloke has to win it. Like they, Cody Walker needs to play well. I don't know if a grand final is the type of game where Cody Walker goes berserk. I may be wrong. But this bloke here, and you do see a trend as well that it does skew towards representative players and, yes. and incumbent Australian players and those types of things. Good so, observation you made there. I, I hadn't thought of that, but you uh, are right. Yeah, or, or players who are on their way to being selected in one of those teams. You know, uh, Damien Cook. Honestly, if South win this game, I agree with this. He'd just about be their shortest price, wouldn't they, well, Sean? If if they made the grand final, is he their shortest price next week? He's probably um, you know level level pegging with um, with the likes of, of Walker, um, even like even Reynolds. Even though you know he's obviously the the, the halfback and makes a lot of the calls in that game, I don't, I don't think I don't think he really stands out as what would be a, a Churchill medal either. So they you quickly run out of run out of people that can that can really win it. And Cook once again he ticks all the boxes for for a medal winner. Well, I think South have the fewest eligible Churchill winners. When you when you look at their team, I, I I pick five players that could win it. Let's go through them. Right. So Walker, obviously. Yep. Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Um, Cook. That's it for me. I've only got three. Right. Okay. But then you think of okay, Cam Murray might have a blinder. Right. Okay. You could see that. Okay. And uh, who was my other one? Oh, Tom Burgess could go berserk. I don't think this would happen. But if I always think if a front rower is, is a clear standout, they're a big chance in a Churchill. Mm. But we've seen in the past. Sam Moa, I think, was robbed of a Churchill because he only played 46 minutes. The Australian selectors like someone on the field the whole time. Mm. So I, I'd be loath to go Tom Burgess. You know I was on George Burgess, the year oh, buddy geez, Sam he, he George must... was 
friggin' Rob because Sam played with a broken cheekbone. Oh, so courageous. <laughs> take, the, take the cheekbone out of it. It, it, it may go to George, might no, it? No, no, Sam was amazing. But, yeah, you're right. But, uh, yes, and, but I was on Brent Kite. I always like a front rower. Did you? Game. You backed him. And I didn't realise. TAB, mate, $26. How oh. cheap, you bastards. Because You I, lose I, when I, you win. I didn't realise Brent Kite had never been man of the match in any game. Wow. But I always I always thought the Churchill was reward for a great final Had series. he never, ever got never three Dalian points? Wow. Never been man of the match. And that's why Damien Cook represents, I think, great value. Because he's the player of the finals, mm. in my mind, yep. so far, for the yep. first two weeks. So... You know, I think I think that's that's at the forefront of people's minds. Oh, how good's he playing? Who's your ruffie? Well, I, I would go Cook as well, but James Fisher Harris for me is the sort of player that could absolutely destroy an opposition forward mm. pack. Like like Fisher Harris is running 160, 170 metres a game. Yep. I could see him doing I, I could see a grand final not phasing him. In fact, I think he's got the right level of white line fever. Yeah. So I could see him going berserk. And just completely obliterating a team on his own. Yeah. Uh, so, so sixty. Look, it is rare for a front row to win it, but sixty-one. I, I, I'll be having a little something on that. Yeah, I, I could make a case to back all those three boys. I think mm. we found a couple there or a few there. Um, yeah, let's see. All right, let's get to Saturday night's game, ANZ Stadium, a pro South crowd apparently. Uh, that's the price Penrith pays for being generous. They could have played this at Bank West. Can you imagine if we had 15000 for a preliminary final? Fair but, Dan, you've got to win the grand final at ANZ Stadium. So I think it's smart to go there. Oh, I'm, I'm, I applaud them yeah. for taking it there. Uh, you see, uh, oh, geez, uh, Sean, head-to-head, I'm surprised there's that much money on South. 40% of the head-to-head money is on South. So obviously there's a few nerves around Penrith. Um and then we look at their head-to-head. Again, we're in that sort of no-man's land of minus six. So they're waiting. Sean, you're waiting for the punters to decide there. And again, 60% of the money is on Penrith. Um, so what do you read into that very even um, trend of betting there, Sean? Yeah, it's, it's, I'm actually a little bit surprised that, that South haven't seen um, more of the money at this, mm. at this early stage. You know, they're, they're, they're the hot team of the comp. Uh, um, at least that's what they're uh, um, perceived to be. Um, and obviously, kickouts out. That's the big story um, for the game for me. So uh, I think they'll probably continue to get back to a lot of support as we, as we get closer to kickoff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're on cocaine no, or something. No, yeah. um, no, sorry. Obviously, there was an internet issue and it was catching up. You know what surprised me here, Joel, mm. was the lo- not the line, the uh, total match points. So it's what, 43.5 for the first game, Melbourne Canberra. Mm. This is 44.5. Yeah. This has points written all over it, doesn't it? South, well, South are not great defenders, but we know how dynamic they are in attack. And Penrith average about 27 points a game as well. So, um, to me, this uh, has big score written all over it. I think everyone's thinking that. You go through the history of these two teams, though, it is also going to skew under. So, this is huge. I, I love this match. One thing I will say, I, I had some stats uh, I looked at during the week, and I'll share them on, on the show on the Fox during the week, but... They skew so hard to the left, Penrith. They skew so hard. And go through the last month how many times Kikau is involved in either the lead-up or the try. He's a big out. He's a massive out. Stephen Crichton scores, right? We know he scores in this game. That was going to be my best bet, but I thought, now that's too predictable. Well, 
he scores two or more maybe if they go on and win the match uh, big time. Cameron Murray's the cheeky chance. Where, where they let the tries in Penrith is through yeah, the, middle the middle of the field. Okay. And he's a backup merchant. He scored three weeks in a row, you know, that Cameron Murray. Has he? Yeah. Yeah, so he's a little – and he plays big minutes, so he's a cheeky chance for your try-scorer markets. I do like the Panthers, but I, as I said, any team can win this weekend. It would not surprise me. Five bucks any time try-scorer Cam Murray. To me, I was saying <clears throat> there are certain games – in prelims and, and grand finals, once a team breaks, oh, I wouldn't be shocked if South won at all. But, Sean, I can see Penrith, if they just sneak it 65 minutes in, I can see them going berserk and having a real celebration and, and, and winning by 14, 18 points if, if they, they, yeah. they establish you know, a, a handy lead three-quarters of the way into the game. Right. And it's always the it's always the worry with these um, with these knockout type games when it's when it's do or die. If a team does get get away, they can uh, they can pile on points. Just so, on just so on Panthers the and the over for me, yes, uh, Joel. Uh, Panthers and the under for me. Um, Panthers tries from kicks fifteen on the left, yeah. two on the right. It's okay. just they just skew so hard to the left, which means uh, where does Campbell Graham sort of jumps all over the place? Campbell Graham has got to play right centre. He, he's the big tall body yeah. who could possibly negate that jump from Crichton. He, he has to be right centre. Well, doesn't he does he? play right centre. Yeah, but he? he jumps around sometimes on the left, and but he must be playing right in this game. Okay, this game to me is decided. We know. I think Penrith, who scored twenty-seven points a game, and South eighteen points conceded defence. It's one of the, I wouldn't say weaker, but it's not a real strength. So Penrith are going to get their points. The question is this, isn't it? Penrith's number one defence, twelve point seven points a game against South Sydney's white hot attack, which is the greatest attack in South Sydney history. Is that right? Think about that. Twenty-seven and a half points. Their previous best, nineteen fifty-four. 26.3 per game. Wow. 144 points last three games, 84 points in the finals. So uh, is that a fair assessment? This game comes down to Walker, Cook, yep. Reynolds and Co. versus the Penrith defence. For 15 years, premierships have been won on defence. The West Tigers, they were the gunslingers. They were the shootouts. You'd have to, they, they didn't care if you scored 30 because they'd back themselves to score 34. That was a high-scoring final series. That's right. This is a high-scoring final right. series. That's right. So that maybe South Sydney come into play there. Mm. Okay. So, uh, so you've gone Penrith under. I've gone Penrith over. What about you, Sean? Yeah, just on that on that total, I think the the common denominator for for me in all these games, the majority of these games so far in the final series, is how the underdog has jumped out to mm. a really quick lead early in the game, and it's meant that the that the favourite and the team that's probably you know ultimately gone to win the game has had to change the way they were probably like to play and has gone chasing points, and we've seen some some big totals. So, I think and South have been um, very guilty of some slow some slow starts. Um, previously, but I think if they can keep on top of Penrith early, I think the game will turn naturally turn into a bit of an arm wrestle. And I, I like I like South um, in this game, both both head to head and the and the line, and also okay. also the under looks looks big to me. South South under, wow! I think you'd be on on an island there, Sean, of picking South and the under. Mm. That both things would come up. So there you go. That could be quite. That'd be about what five dollars something. That double there, South yeah. into the under. So. Good luck to you there. All right. So that's uh, – I don't know who you go with here because we've all got different tips, haven't we? Uh, but we seem to do better when we don't agree on things. That's it seems right. to work out better in the end. I don't. Oh, how did we go last week? I went perfect. I know I went perfect Shit because is. I didn't have a, a cent on it. So Canberra in the under uh, – what was it? Canberra in the under – um, South and the over. Didn't have a cent on it. So what, just recapping, 
the bracket, you need Penrith, Melbourne, and then Penrith. 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 Okay. Yeah. Well, there you we'll go. see. Um, so South, by the way, made eighteen errors last week against Parramatta. Their season worst mm. yet. Look how many points they scored. Uh, all right. Well, uh, you've seen our tips. Now let's get to our best bets. Joel, you go first with uh, best bets for this week. Uh, best bets for the Melbourne Storm. I love this play where Cameron Smith goes to the line and he plays flat to either Tino or he plays flat to Nelson Asofa Solomona. I think Nelson scores, Dan. And when we say best bets, it's all about value. price. It's value. all about value, yeah. Value. So Nelson Asofa Solomona, any time tries. They have scored a lot of those plunge over tries this year, Heaps. Melbourne down the middle. Yep. Uh, and, and the genius of Smith holding it up, holding it up, holding it up, and Bang. then firing it off. Okay, I like. So what's your best bet? It is Tino or... Well, Nelson, really. Nelson, anytime try scorer. Okay. Uh, Sean Ulmerod. Yeah, it's hard to find a lot um, in the head-to-head line both games. I'm leaning both um, underdogs, but mm. it's, it's not too far away from the mark, I think. So uh, what I am bullish on is, the, is, is both the totals. I, I can't believe in, in two prelim finals, um, you, you could probably argue we're left with the, the four best teams um, standing, certainly on form at the moment. I, I don't think we're going to see... Um, two games like we have the first the first six. I'm happy to have that in a double, uh, both unders for me. Okay. Oh, geez. I don't like it when our best bets are different because I've gone also Storm Raiders under. We're all on the same page mm. there. But I, I think the points will flow in the last 20 of Penrith and South one way or the other. I think South are going to concede 18 to 20 minimum. Now, can they overcome that? We'll see. But um, there we go. So something for everybody... Um, you know we've got an Oztag team named after us? There's a, there's yeah, there's copyright issues. <laughs> yeah, a, so hello to that team out well there. Done. Well done, everyone. So hang on. The get them on side. They've just gone out, Taggers. On, they've just gone out on their own yeah. and printed up get them on side with the font and the proper yeah. logo. Well done. The more the merrier. The, oh, get out yeah. there. It is touch football season and tag season. More get them on side teams. 100%. Yeah. That, that, what do you, that's an odd thing to do to... To, to, to have a betting podcast as your sort of faux sponsor. Hey, you can do anything you it's like in this world. I'm, I'm pro that, but it's just, mm. you know, very, very it's a, it's a, well done. Well done. Yeah. We, get, we can't give you a Macca's <laughs> gold card, but well done. Well done. That That's it. We're just about done. Sean Omerod, thank you very much. Thanks, boys. And well played by the Omerod family uh, cushion once again. Boys, just, before uh, we go. Solid performance. <laughs> have you got an Everest tip or a Caulfield Cup tip? Oh, yes. Now, I reached out to uh, uh, our, our favourite Irish uh, sports bet trader. Yep. Apologies, Dodd, if you're listening. But Emac, Emac the, the mad Irishman, he, he's come He's come to me with classic legend, $4.40. Ooh. So it's third up, ready to explode. Um, this this preparation at one, at one really impressively first up and then was a, was you know pretty stiff in, in its second. It's ready, to, it's ready to explode in this one, and he said it maps really well. Drew, drew barrier six at that fast last night <laughs> um, when whoever hit the red button without falling off the side of the tower. But, it, yeah, it's ready to go. $4.40, get on. And, Dan, for our listeners, may Buckhurst get the job done? Yes, hey? we're on Buckhurst, although, although I haven't seen the Everest field. I know I watched that thing last night, but I'll take Red Zell because it always wins. That'll do me. It's Red Zell. <laughs> no, Red Zell's not in. Didn't it win like two in a row? <laughs> yeah, one the first two, Dan. Come on, GTRA. I'm on GTRA. Anyway, uh, enjoy your week, folks. And most importantly, yes, game responsibly.